0: Consider him. Uh, Let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We'll start right there. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us weigh, lay aside every weight, and sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, this is verse number 1 of chapter 12. Verse number 1 of chapter 12. So he said, wherefore, seeing we are coming about with so great a cloud of witness. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about chapter 11, the great uh, faith hall of fame, where you see, I think by faith is in there like 32 times. Uh, you know, by faith, we understand how the worlds were framed. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch was translated and didn't see death. Uh, and he had a testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham went out to a country he didn't know about. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. So He's talking about those believers in faith who have gone before us. So if you have family who knew the Lord and have gone on before, they are part of the great cloud of witnesses. The church is not just on earth. There's also the church in heaven. There's the church on earth and the church in heaven. We're not separate churches. It's one church. It's the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we're part of that same church. And, uh, you know, I, we should probably do a message on this sometime, but there's actually ministry in heaven. I'll just leave, it, leave that with you. Okay, Wherefore, seeing we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us aside, lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us or grab hold of us, and let us run with pressure, no, run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Patience actually is the Greek word hoopamone. Hoopamone. You know that Greek word hoopamoon? I love the Greek word hoopamoon. That's one of my most favorite Greek words. Barclay says, hoopamone is one of the noblest of the New Testament words. Normally, it's translated patience or endurance. I think endurance is the best translation, personally. That's how how I uh, understand it the best. It's used for the ability of a plant to live under hard and unfavorable circumstances. In other words, if you had one plant in the desert and that plant is living, you would say that plant has hoopamone. It's also used uh, of, instead of when a storm comes your way, and, and, you know, you could even think of like a physical storm, and, um, you know, I was out running yesterday, and it wasn't a raining storm, but it was super windy, and because it was like 30 degrees, it was cold. It was colder than 30. I don't know what the wind chill was, but it was pretty cold, and so normally when I'm, I shouldn't say I was running, I was jogging, so while I was jogging, normally I don't have a trouble with being cold. It's like I almost start to get too hot. Well, this time I had my jacket, my gloves, my hat, everything, and I was still getting a little cold, and I didn't want to stop because I thought, if I stop, I'm going to really get cold. And um, my wife wonder if I'm going to tell the rest of the story, and I really wasn't going to. But um, So I was, I was jogging, and on Saturdays, I like to jog so that she comes and picks me up. So that means I can go see a lot more territory because otherwise I have to run a loop and I come back and I don't want to cover the same ground because I do that all week. I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I went and I thought I'm going to jog about four miles. And um, I got about 3.75 miles in and I text my wife and I told her before I left, hey, you know, I'll probably have you come pick me up. And um, I had no plans to tell this. Uh, And so I text and I, 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 you know, if you've been here long enough, you know that my wife um, um, has come to get me before. And, uh, you know, she gets lost coming to get me. And so I, uh, I uh, sent the text and I thought, okay, how can I send it this time? And I'm jogging, you know, and I'm listening to the preaching. And I, that's, I, I love to meditate and pray while I'm running. So I, uh, I thought, I'll just give her the exact directions. I said, turn left on this road, which is the main road after our little you know, dead-end private, private road. And then uh, I said, turn right on this road. And then I said, turn left. And I stopped, because I was still jogging. And I thought, well, it may take some time to get the kids around, and you know she might not make it. And so uh, uh, sure enough, I'm still jogging. And I'm about five miles at this point. I was going to stop at four. And, um, and I thought, OK, I'll give her directions. to Turn on this road and everything like that. And um, man, that wind is blowing. And I I was I was uh, thinking, okay, I really should just rest. I don't I don't want to keep going. And I thought, but I can't stop because of the it's too cold. I'll get chilled because who knows how long it'll take you to get here, (laughs) based on past experience, you know. And um, and so I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go. And so I just set myself. It it is like hoopamoe. And I'm like, you know what, the wind is blowing. It is, it is really cold, and my legs are tired, but I'm just going to keep going. And so I said, no, I'm just going to keep going, just like that plant in the desert. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I'm going to try and say this to magnify myself. <laughs> But, but what I'm saying is, you turn, uh, Barclay said, it's like you turn and face the storm head on instead of being driven out by the storm. Hoopamone gives you the inward strength that comes from God to turn and say, oh, no, you don't. In fact, you're going to back up. Right? So that's the kind of endurance we're talking about. And um, I'll, just, I'll just finish it out real quick. And so I had to call her a couple of times, and it took her quite long because I ran 8.4 miles. And then she finally found up. She finally caught up with me. But it is a spiritual staying power which enabled men to die for their God. You talk about the second, second part of Hebrews chapter 11 there. We don't talk about those faith hall of fame that they were by faith, they were sawn in two. That's called hoopamone. That's called hoopamone, right? And so uh, you have hoopamone from the Lord. You know, the Bible doesn't say uh, you're going through a really difficult situation, just be real strong in yourself, you've got the strength. No, the Bible says be strong in the Lord, right? So you may look at yourself and you judge the circumstances and your ability to overcome them by yourself, that is your first mistake. Uh, the Bible says they that judge themselves by themselves are not wise, And so, the whole point of this series is you consider Him. Consider Jesus. Don't consider yourself. Don't consider your past mistakes. Don't consider your bad habits. Don't consider what your neighbor says, what your friend says, unless they're saying the Word of God and you've got the witness of the Spirit about it. You consider Him. You consider Him. All right. Uh, Wherefore, seeing we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let let us lay aside every weight... And sin, which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience or hoopamone the race that is set before us. Well, sometimes you might say, I didn't I don't want this race. I didn't choose this race. I didn't either. I chose like the first half, not the second half. Like, why would you stop? I couldn't stop. I mean, I could stop, but I know I'd get really chilled, and I didn't want to get chilled. And I thought, well, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. I can do it. So then, just so you know, at the end where she finally caught up with me, I was going up this hill. And it was a really steep hill. And every step, I just, my legs felt like I just want to stop. I don't want to keep going. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. I'm Because I could hear her behind me. I thought it was her probably. Um, but I didn't want to turn around because I was conserving, like he said, lay off every weight, right, every extra thing. I thought, I'm not going to look back because that's going to exert some of my energy to look back. I'm just going keep, <laughs> to keep the eye on the goal. And so I'm going. And so I, I felt like I was like going like this fast up that hill. you know. But, but I felt like I was running with all I had. And so sure enough, I get to the top and I crest that hill. And I thought, you know, I don't ever like, like. okay, I, I did it. Oh, I just, I'm just stopping. No, 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 no. Who's boss? My body's not the boss. All right? Your body ought not to be the boss. Uh, that's why uh, one of the things, fasting really helps you because it teaches your body, you are not the boss. I will give myself to the word and to prayer. You know, I I will yield myself to the Lord. Because why? Your body doesn't want to do that. So anyhow, I I crest the hill. I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to go just a little further because especially I was going so slow, it felt like. So I I go, and I'm like, and then I check my, uh, my phone. I have a little app. And right at the end of that flat where I was at the top, I don't know if you're a jogger. This might mean something to you. My average for the last little bit there, probably not very long just maybe a tenth of a mile, after I had just exhausted coming up that hill, was like 4.16 minutes per mile. So, so in other words, that's hupomone, right? Why? Because in my flesh, everything was like, stop, 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 stop. And I'm like, no, I will not be defeated by this, Right? I just made that decision. This is what we're going to do. And so that's just a natural illustration, but we ought to do that. How much more should we do that when the devil comes to attack? Oh, no, devil. You stole this. You're not stealing anything else. You are being driven back. You don't have any more access. You don't have any more place. And not because of who I am, apart from who God has made me to be, because of who I am in Christ. Right? Not because of who Tim Ostrom is, but because of Tim Ostrom, the child of God. You understand? There's a, there's a major difference there. People say, I can do all things. No, you really can't. <laughs> but I can do all things through my union with Christ. Amen. Right? So through our union with Christ, that Christ gained victory over the devil, all of his works and all of his plans. So if you're going to do something for God... And it's going to be successful, and the devil's going to be driven back. It's going to be through your union with Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. And so in him, we live and move and breathe and have our being. In other words, in him was life. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Okay? Uh, Run with patience, the race set before us. Number two, uh, verse two. (laughs) two. Okay. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He said, let us run with patience, the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. How did he do it? Who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. In other words, he said he knew that cross was a shameful thing. He said, I hold that in low regard because for the joy set before me, which was you and which was me. We were the joy set before him um, and is set down at the right hand of God. Verse three, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. So, in other words, consider him. You know, it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises, and that's how we started this whole series. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Well, somebody say, "Well, you know, how come? Uh, how come this or how come that?" You know, well, just have faith and just have patience. But well, I don't think that's somebody that actually understands the word, because why? Well, faith is turning to Christ and turning to the blood of Christ. It's actually looking unto Jesus. Well, in order to look to Jesus, uh, faith in its very essence means you're turning away from other things. You're releasing the other things. In other words, stop thinking about those. Stop talking about those. Stop focusing on those. Stop looking at those and look at him. Look at the blood of Jesus. Just get enthralled And engaged and overwhelmed by the blood of Jesus, that your focus becomes instead of you and instead of other people, instead of the circumstances, instead of your body, instead of uh, your past, your habits, your focus is Jesus. Why? Because then it doesn't matter the habit. It doesn't matter the body problem. It doesn't matter the mind problem. Why? Because Jesus conquered it all. Jesus took it all, and God sees you in Christ. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. When he looks at you, if you could think like this past week, I know none of you, none of you missed it in any, any arena, but if you could somehow draw up one thing where you missed it, maybe like you were, you're supposed to help pick up your husband and you couldn't find him, Okay? <laughs> Well, if you just see that through the blood of Jesus, that's how God sees it. Do you know your sins, your failures? That was all placed on him. He took all of that. You say like somebody needs to pay. I was with a group of ministers one time and they said somebody needs to pay. And I thought somebody did pay. But it wasn't exactly the right environment to say to bring all that up because um, it, it would have not just not been the right time. But I thought to myself, somebody did pay. His name is Jesus. Uh, <laughs> ministers are as human as everybody else, you know. <laughs> and so somebody did pay, and his name was Jesus. And so in, in your situation, you know, I think sin consciousness And, you know, let me turn over to Romans real quick. Uh, Romans 6, 14. For sin will not, shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but you are under grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but you are under grace. In other words, if you're going to put yourself back under the law and you're going to focus on, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. And why did I mess up in this? And why did I mess up on that? What's the word that I keep saying? I, 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 I. Look what I did. No, no. Consider him. Look what he did. Sure, you could see what you did. But look away from that thing and look what he did. And if you want to compare those two things, you put your sin here and the blood of Jesus here on a balanced scale, and you tell me which one outweighs the other. It's not a fair fight. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. You say, well, I'm just learning about some of these things, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like I just don't know enough. I'm just not able to receive because I don't know enough. Well, that might be true because uh, one way uh, reason for a lack of faith is a lack of knowledge. But how long does it take to get faith? Well, as soon as you hear it in your heart and receive it, faith is present. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, you act in faith. So through faith and patience, they inherited the promises. I think so many times uh, we start out in faith, and Paul said this to the, church, to the Galatians. He said, what, what happened to you? You came into the kingdom. You were made a brand new creature because you believed God. You had faith in his goodness. You had faith in his grace. And now you're so soon going some other direction. Who got a hold of you? Who have you been listening to? Because not everybody that preaches, preaches uh, the word according to God's spirit. Not everybody quoting the word is quoting the spirit of God. Well, you say, how how could that be? Because wasn't the spirit the author of the word? Sure, he was. But what are you going to do when the spirit led Jesus in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil? Because how did the devil tempt him? He twisted the scriptures. He quoted scriptures, but not by the Spirit of God. Uh, In the beginning, in Genesis chapter 3, the devil quoted God and twisted what God had said uh, when he was talking to Eve. And he questioned. He questioned. Remember what he said? I I love it. Like you look at almost every translation, I think it all says the same. It says that the serpent said, yes, yes. Has God said? In other words, the enemy's coming. He's going to come right beside you. He's going to say, I know it. I know you're having a rough time. I know you don't deserve this. And you know, uh, God doesn't even have your best thoughts in mind. He he doesn't want you to be like him. He said, yeah, has God said? Yeah, has he said? In other words, I'm trying to get you on my side so I can manipulate you, control you, steal, kill, and destroy you. And I don't really have the power to do it myself, so I'm going to have you self-destruct. You you, you, you speak words and do things that give me access so I can have my way with you. The, the devil is not your friend. And so the Spirit and the Word agree. The Spirit and the Word agree. Looking to Jesus, verse 2 uh, The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand uh, of the throne of God, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. So the strength of the law is sin. The strength of the law is sin. So if you have a sin problem, you may have a law problem. Did you ever notice that? Sometimes the people that struggle the most with sin, they are the most like legalistic. Like you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. No, no, no. The grace of God leads men to repentance. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. And so if you look at the goodness of God and you really see how good God is, that you see you're familiar with yourself, but if you get more familiar with Jesus and you find out, look, he, his blood set me free, His blood gave me victory. It's because of his blood that I can stand. It's because of his blood that I can come into the presence of God himself, uh, the center of all the power of the universe. It's because of his blood that Jesus could say, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I have received all authority. Now I'm giving it to you and I'm sending you out. Why? Because of his blood. Because he freed us and set us free. All right. Let's look at, Dave, if you'll come up. Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Do that Jonathan Stocksdale one. Yeah. Kind of just in the background. <clears throat> We're going to be uh, worshiping the Lord uh, with communion this morning to kind of uh, finish out this series and also uh, start the month of March. If you didn't realize, it is March today already. Somebody notified the temperature. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I'm going to read in the Amplified Translation. Amplified translation beginning with verse 23. For I received from the Lord himself that which I passed on to you. It was given to me personally that the Lord Jesus on the same night when he was treacherously delivered up and while his betrayal was in progress, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. Similarly, when the supper was ended, he took the cup also, saying, This cup is the new covenant ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it to call me affectionately to remembrance. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are representing and signifying and proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes. So, When whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that's not worthy of him, he'll be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a man thoroughly examine himself, and only when he has done uh, so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing uh, with due appreciation that it is Christ's body eats and drinks a sentence, a verdict of judgment upon himself, that careless and unworthy participation is the reason many are weak and sickly, and quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. Well, what is that? Well, because they didn't rightly discern the Lord's body. Two main ways you rightly discern the Lord's body, you can pass those out, two main ways you rightly discern the Lord's body is you understand that the body of Christ is one. In other words, people that name the name of Christ they may have another name added to their name, and it may be Catholic. It may be Baptist. It may be Presbyterian. It may be those crazy non-denominational people. Right? That's what we're a non-denominational church, if you want. <laughs> but if they believe that it is without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, that there is only one way to the Father, and that is through His Son, Jesus Christ, we're part of the same family. We're probably just that crazy uncle, you know? (laughs) Or maybe they're the crazy uncle. Maybe Jeremy's the crazy uncle. And number two, because what? You don't discern that by the stripes of Jesus, by his broken body, you were healed. That it was his stripes laid on him that set you free and that set me free, and that released your body to go ahead and be well. In other words, he took it. There was somebody that has to pay, but his name is Jesus. You see this if you have any children, or you have close friends. You don't have children, maybe you have close friends. And you find out somebody is very, very sick, and you love that person very, very much. And what happens Well, sometimes, especially if you don't understand the power of the stripes of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, you think, man, I really don't want that little one to have that. I'd rather go through it so they don't have to go through it. That's exactly what Jesus did. He saw you, He saw your condition, He saw me, He saw my condition, and uh, with sickness and disease, He took everyone and He lifted it off. Matthew 8 17. He lifted off your sicknesses and diseases. He nased them, N-A-S-A. He nased our sickness and our diseases. And not only our sicknesses and our diseases, but Paul also talks about not only uh, eating the bread which represents His body, but he talks about drinking the blood, which represents our full redemption. Sozo, which is the Greek word for salvation, actually includes physical healing but it's not only physical healing, it's peace. It's salvation of your spirit that you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I'm gonna read over in uh, John, I believe it's John chapter six, yeah, John chapter six, the words of Jesus real quick. And then we will uh, remember the Lord's death and his resurrection. John chapter six, verse 47, beginning of verse 47, Verily, this is Jesus speaking. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, and they're dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat of and not die. He's talking about himself, his very life. The Greek word for life is zoe. It means the life of God and the nature of God. It's the quality of life that God has. Imagine imagine what sustains God himself, his very life essence. Jesus said, I've come that you would have that and have it in abundance or have it more abundantly, John uh, 10, 10. This is the bread which come down from heaven uh, that a man may eat of and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh that I will give for the life of the world. Verse 53, Then Jesus said to them, verily, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh... And drinks my blood, dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eats of this bread shall live forever." He's talking about if you're gonna receive his life, you're gonna receive him, what he has done. That, you know, uh, Romans chapter 10 says if you believe that God raised Christ from the dead and you confess him as your Lord, you shall be sozoed. You shall be saved. You shall have peace with God. He is the Prince of Peace, He's the Prince of the Kingdom of Peace, and He came to bring you peace. He, 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 peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Thank God for the life of Christ, the blood of Christ. So uh, as we sing this song, uh, just let's each take a moment and um, worship the Lord. Examine your own heart. You know, uh, if you're a believer, the requirement for communion is to be a believer. And so uh, if you're not a believer, then you can just, uh, you know, you don't want to take the communion. But if you are, just examine yourself like Paul said. You know, judge yourself that you be not judged. Just say, Lord, you know, uh, how am I doing th- with you? How- how's everything going? You know, it's a wonderful time to just kind of refocus um, and reset. And, uh, you know, if you find out, you know, you got uh, some stuff going on uh, in your life that you shouldn't be doing, some sin, different things like that, you don't focus on the sin and waller in the sin. Like, Lord, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm such a (laughs) sinner, I just sin all the time, I got this sin problem, and I've had this same problem for years, and I I just, this problem, um, so this problem, I just wish you to take this problem away. He's not going to take that problem away. He already freed you from the power of that problem. Sometimes I think if we just wouldn't focus on the problem, oh, I kind of know, if we wouldn't focus on the problem, but we would focus on Jesus, you'd find out that that thing is no longer there. That the power that that thing had came from your focus on that thing. And you're magnifying that thing. But when you start to magnify the Lord, you start to realize, wait a minute. He is bigger than this. He is bigger than that habit. He is bigger than that relationship problem. Wait a second, the blood of Jesus reaches much further than my mistake. THE BLOOD OF JESUS REACHES MUCH FURTHER THAN ANYTHING I COULD DO GOOD OR BAD. IN OTHER WORDS, WHEN WE HUMBLE OURSELVES AND REALIZE THIS IS ALL ABOUT HIM, THIS IS ALL ABOUT HIS BLOOD, THIS IS THE BEST MESSAGE ON EARTH, YOU'RE FREE. HE WHOM THE SUN SETS FREE IS REALLY FREE. And WHERE THE SPIRIT OF THE LORD IS, THERE IS LIBERTY. So if you, if you feel like, man, I'm just all stuck up, uh, bound up, and I can't do this. What about this? I feel like I'm making a mistake in this. I'm always making this mistake, always making that mistake. You are looking at the wrong person. Look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He started this whole thing with you. Faith is not of you. It's from him, and he will finish it. He'll bring it to completion. He'll bring it to maturity. He is awesome. So uh, you should start singing. You <laughs> need a track or something? just worship the Lord, pray I'm to the Lord, Savior, look to Him. i your I will kneel down and wash all the sin from your soul. I'm your servant. I am all you need. I'm the lamb that was slain. And my blood washes you clean I'm the pure sacrifice let my Sustain you, drink from the cup. It is my blood shed for all. I'm redemption. I am.